this uh, comment is from <laughs> CHR Pet. Sure, Pet. Chirp it. <laughs> um, and, and, and she says, or he says, I'm not sure how effective is the seed planting. I was talking about planting seeds in people's consciousnesses. Um, and so this is a response directly to that. Uh, let me start again. I'm not sure how effective is the seed planting when it's presented as a question. In my opinion, quote unquote, what happened to your question mark there can be rather manipulative and could spur the act of shaming and or feelings of self-shame towards the intended audience. To me, it still comes across as belittling and not much better than, for example, saying, well, that was stupid. And then she says, any other suggestions? And somebody responds and says, correcting and building a child is always going to come across as meddling in their psyche, but asking them a question to ponder rather than berating them is a better option, in my opinion. But yes, your question crossed my mind as well. So let me just back up a half a step. When you're planting seeds, you're, you're, what you're doing is bringing out or planting a seed that later you can bring out the thoughts, the attitudes, the, and see how far has this person developed. Um, the kind of question, these are some of the, the you, you don't ask these kinds of questions. There's a difference between seed planting and cross-examination. Cross-examination is what a lawyer does when he wants you to defend yourself. And that just furthers that whole defensive, I did something, I don't know what I did, I'm guilty, I don't know why. That if It just feeds that whole misperception of ourselves that there's something wrong with us. Cross-examination is not seed planting. Um, Cross-examination is always starts out with, what did you do with this? Or why did you do that? Or why didn't you do such and such, etc. cetera? Um, and the tone of voice is very, very important. When you're planting seeds, then you're asking questions that are, that are going to unfold uh, something like this. And the tone, listen to the difference in the tone here. Um, well, what do you think about that? Well, how did you feel when you when you observed that or when that happened? How are you feeling now? Um, do you need to do something about that or are you comfortable with that? Those are the kinds of questions that I'm talking about. When you're trying to plant seeds, you're wanting that person to think for themselves. And you're not demanding an answer right then. You can, you know, you sometimes I'll say to people, don't answer this, but think about, you know, what's the best way? What do you think is the best way? What do you think? That's, you're, you're acknowledging, you're recognizing, and you're ready to honor what that person says. Now, if they come out with something that's really immature, then you might want to ask another question that helps build their awareness. Okay? 
lots more could be said about seed planting. <laughs> um, okay. Thanks for that. Good, good observations, Chair Pat and Chris, Chris Fudge. <laughs> uh, this question is from Rich. And he says, Penny, would you discuss what the subconscious voice is that comes forth during deep somnambulistic trance? The hypnotist asks for permission to speak with the subject's subconscious. This is a label coined by Dolores Cannon. The voice seems to have profound intelligence and positive healing abilities. It's like we already carry our own super intelligence when that subconscious voice starts communicating. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So a couple of things. Um, this is probably a, a conversation for Daphne and I both, but that subconscious voice is just you tuned into a higher channel. That's it. Nothing in consciousness is unavailable. If you choose to always be focusing on the same channel um, it, and you, you're on that, let's say it's a, a cartoon channel, Disney cartoons, and that's all you watch is that channel for 75 years, you're not going to get much uh, information. Your world is not going to be very well-rounded. You are going to have difficulty with everything with your work, with your family, with your food, with your health, with your, your job, with your neighbors, etc., your finances. Why? Because you're getting cartoons for information. The equivalent, the, the analogy here is <laughs> you're being entertained. So when you discover that you can switch to another channel, and there is different information that comes from a higher perspective, or I'll say an alternate perspective, that has an entirely different set of ethics and values and information available, then the world becomes your oyster. I, I cannot emphasize how right you are when you say um, we already carry our own superintelligence inside of us. We do. You just have to set that free. You start using it. In the beginning, it feels awkward. It feels like you're making something up. After you get pretty comfortable going back and forth between different channels, you begin to see the wisdom, you begin to hear the wisdom, and you begin to experience the benefits of that kind of information. Okay, thanks. Very good comment. This question is actually two of them here. It's from Jana. And she says, thank you, Penny. Any advice on crazy squirrels eating plants and flowers? They have been crazy this year. Everyone is noticing how different the squirrels are acting and behaving. My thought is it could be the extremely strong energies incoming and maybe the magnetic changes. I guess I may need to get some fence around my flowers this year. I don't think a fence is going to stop squirrels. But you can give it a try. I don't know. There could be 
something going on in terms of the energies. What I have noticed is that animals are tired of almost everything they normally would eat having the bitterness of some kind of poison in it, on it. They don't want the stuff that I, people are spraying stuff everywhere. They spray their yard. Oh my gosh. Um, farmers spray their fields, cities spray their trees. They, their people, somebody's spraying the whole atmosphere. That settles on plants and vegetation, and it affects the quality and the taste and the availability of what our animals have to choose from. And they are, they, they're going for other stuff. Now, that said, I have noticed that there's such a huge drop in the number of birds. There's such a huge drop in, um, in critters of every, every sort. And they, I, I think they are at their wit's end as well as us. I also think there may be some difficulties this winter that are a little bit worse than usual. And so um, what squirrels do, what animals do, is they eat the goodies and they sock away the stuff that, they, that is storable. They're just like us. They store food for the winter. And, and my thought was, wow, they're storing already that's a sign that the winter may be long and it may be hard. And then Jana goes on. She says, hello again. I just remembered another question I had in regard to the healing tone of the note A. Is it a long tone of A that heals the cancer cells? I searched for this information and have not yet found anything for reference. Thank you if you can provide any guidance for this information. Um. That I don't know if there's information out there about that or not. I think there is, but I think it would be well cloaked, well hidden. I watched a video, I'll bet 25 years ago at least, of, of and, and this was a real time video of cancer cells um, response to vitamin or to the, the note, the frequency of A. And I don't know if that was the A432 hertz scale or if that was the 440 scale. Um, for those of you who don't play music, um, some years ago, the, let me just back up, 432 cycles per second is very healing. It's very form building. It's, uh, it is something that generates... Um, beauty and balance and strength and all sorts of things. 440 hertz is what the musicians were told to tune their instruments to uh, quite a long time ago. 440 cycles per second is destructive. It breaks down form. It breaks down balance. It, it um, interferes with frequency. It doesn't build anything. Music is meant to build. Sound is an organizing frequency. So what I saw years ago was um, this cancer that was uh, somebody, uh, 
I don't know if it was in a dish or what, but um, I think it was in a Petri dish now that I think about it. But the um, frequency of the, the note A um, was played to that, and, and, and it was just this focused, intense frequency. And the first thing that happened was that the cancer cell changed color a little bit, and then it swelled up, and, and then it exploded. And all of that was in the space of about a minute and a half. It didn't take long. And I, I remember there was a lot of excitement. Look what we could do with sound. And then poof, all of that disappeared. And I think that anything that has been shown, any frequency that has been shown to destroy um, cancers or to reset the body has been harassed out of existence or um, harassed into the back corners. Um, and you really have to dig around to find those. Um, and, uh, and there was more than one video that I saw of that. Um, so it wasn't just a one-time thing. <laughs> 